thank you again, the listener, for downloading episode 8. I sincerely appreciate the support. The feedback about the podcast from the interviewees and the several people I've conversed with has been very positive. My lack of interviewing and post-production skills has been a slight on the podcast, so my apologies in that regard. But for me, the stars of the podcast are the interviewees. The knowledge and experiences presented thus far are enlightening, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Slowly but surely, my main objective of putting together an oral Illawarra soccer history library is coming together. This episode's interviewee is a great example of what makes soccer a beautiful sport in this country. A group of people in the Illawarra with proud Italian heritage get together to form their own club in the 1960s. After playing in the Amateur League and organised Illawarra Leagues, they then rise to the New South Wales State League in the 1980s, whereby in 1985 they were two points off, gaining the opportunity of joining the National Soccer League. A monumental achievement in my mind, and Frank Saladino was heavily amongst it with the Ferry Meadow United Club. Frank's journey, along with his family, committee and community members, gave the Illawarra an exciting club to follow for a period of time. And although not around today, the club is still remembered fondly by many in the Illawarra. Welcome everybody to the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. I am here um, in Taraji with Frank Saladino. Frank, welcome. Thank you. Frank is a, a large figure in, in Illawarra soccer because of his involvement primarily with the Ferry Meadow uh, Soccer Club, and that's what I'm here mainly to talk to him about. Um, he has done a lot, a lot of other things as well, which we'll talk about in terms of Wollongong Olympic as well. Um, but I'm here and, and fascinated by the Ferry Meadow story that himself, his family, and, and people like Walter, which... I guess Frank will talk about, um, have, have done a lot. So welcome again, Frank. Yeah. Tell me about um, the dates and, and how the, the Ferry Meadow Club or Inter United started. Well, we started in about 61. It's on the social competition place Sunday morning. It was at uh, Mixum Church team, pub team. Very mad, a couple of social was very mad, another Vulungo team. I think Lysas at the time, we have a team on the social competition. That's after two years, we entered in Premier League. In Premier in Illawarra, so it was second division at the time. I think that was back then the Illawarra IDSA? Yeah. Illawarra yeah. District Soccer District Association? So, District Soccer Association. After two years, we played there. Uh, we decided to get a bit better, spend a bit of money, have a few t- uh, better s- player and a coach. And we appoint Bill McKinnos, ex-player from Belgoni. I can remember if he played for Australia too. Yeah. And uh, with him, Billy taking six or seven old player. And uh, with the competition, we went to Premier League. So those, are, those initial years where you were firstly playing underneath the IDSA competition yeah. and you're playing in, in the amateur competition that it was called back then, you were 
in that amateur competition, you were called Inter United, weren't you? Yeah. And and what were your colours? The colour was the Inter colour, uh, blue and uh, striped black. Blue and, and black, black stripes. Stripe. And and um, at the time, um, who were those initial people involved in that in forming that social club? Was it just a, a group of friends? A, a group of friends, most Italian. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Rusty Zaffonato, he was one. Sergio Biondini, he was another one. Luis Toneguzzo, uh, the Cario family, Tony Ernesto Cario. Mm, that's, uh, that's what I remember the moment. And, and it was more um, like all of us that are that are part of the world game, this beautiful game. It was more to to be together um, and to have some fun on weekends and play some soccer, some football. Yeah, that's what we start to get together and things. And uh, from there, we went more and more. <laughs> Got and, better and better. And you were playing in those initial years at Dalton Park, is that correct? Dalton Park, yeah. Yep. And so when you did join, so it was, say, you're saying 61 that you started playing this amateur league? And then what, mid sixties that you then joined the IDSA? Yeah, I think it was on sixty four, I yep. think or something. And those um, those initial years were I guess tough until you got yeah. until you got the, the better players and coaches. Yeah. But it still would have been fun going from the amateurs to the competition proper. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good fun, true. And uh, yeah, it was because during the years, you know, we got now other club, other player, mm-hmm. and uh, it was Bill, Ian Mike, and uh, Neil Miller. Yep. We get, uh, you know, that was the three, Bobby Jans, the goalkeeper. With that four player, they know some friend, friend the other friend. If we available the year after, we build a very, very good team. She played a lot of players. It was like Tom McQueen, Peter Warren, uh, Mickey Grant. He was another one. So it was those those initial years. It wasn't um, successful, but then years then went through the divisions pretty quickly. Once yeah. and what was it? It was it mainly that you, the club, then started getting serious over those first few years and said, "Well, we want to get promoted," yeah. and then. Everyone sort of focused their energies and in terms of getting players and and um, you know attracting them to the yeah. club. Yeah. So after when we entered in Premier League in Lavara, we played in Lavara. After four years, four or five years, we played in Lavara. Uh, I think in two years probably we draw one or two games. Team, so we decided to go. We try Sydney in State League. So yeah. in that, um, when you did make Premier League, so f- firstly, I've, I guess I've jumped ahead a little bit quickly. Um, you were first asked by the IDSA when you did join up in the second division to drop into United. Into United, yeah, um, name, which, which you know, I guess is another another story. But you know, yeah, it takes a bit away of the. Is it still an Italian club? So I don't know why taking your name away would. Yeah, it's a actually, bit I remember the time we have a meeting as a general meeting of fraternity club, and most the member because at the time we have a member too the club. They say now, if you had to change the inter, 
with enfermedad, had to be enfermedo because we was enfermedo, you know. Yeah. We don't probably stay social team. And uh, after with, uh, with Neil Miller and the Miku Brewbank, his brother-in-law said, ah, I said, you better continue. He said, back in the name, you know, this or that. And uh, we go ahead. I was convinced the member, we got to go forward, so no back. Yep. That's what happened. Uh, so you did have a, a link with the fraternity club? Yeah, always. Yep, and, and the fraternity club, as most people in the Illawarra know, is... Uh, a great club uh, uh, through my involvement um, at Balgani we had numerous years there and I loved it there and it's always been um, a club that um, you know is there for its members and really supported soccer in in different forms and and yeah. supporting Ferry Meadow was no different wasn't it yeah the first because uh, I remember for then the manager general manager was at the time it was Atelier Tomasi name is Patrice Ball. I have a barber shop in Runaway Street in Carmel, next to Trevor Batch. Have we talked with Trevor Batch was secretary S- of South Coast? I said, look, we got no money to go buy gear things, so he donated, give it a Jess for South Coast. And uh, in the other side where I was working, it was a name, a referee, Barry, uh, Barry Scott. Yep. And uh, I said, look, I get you ain't a Jesse, better. It's just you pay whatever you can a week. Yep. That's where and we started it. with these people helping us. Uh, yeah. So there was um, a real um, community feel to the starting of your your club with the formation of, I guess, friends and the Italian community in the Ferry Meadow area, starting in amateurs, and then once she's got serious, getting people like. Um, the Birch and, and Stuart um, helping you out in yeah. terms of getting the uniform yeah. and and helping you out in that regard. So it was a real community oh, community yeah, involvement yeah, and, and soccer community helping each yeah. other. See, at one stage it was not just Italian, uh, but other you know other sponsors things that have been that was big money for a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars a year there. But it adds it was up. Another one then called was Chrome Wine. Yep. Vinci Costa was the one. He's always he donated the rifle every week after week for many, many, many years. These sort of things, you know. And uh, that's where we're keeping going with uh, friends. So the, um, y- you changed your name from Inter United to Ferry Meadow yeah. Soccer Club or Ferry Meadow United? Ferry Meadow United. Ferry Meadow United. You, uh, after a couple of years in the IDSA competition, um, then break through the second and first division into Premier League yeah. and then sort of in that mid to late 70s you guys were really in the local competition a real powerhouse weren't you yeah, yeah. and and had some big crowds yeah. and and some big games against the likes of Tarawana and Berkeley who were strong clubs at the time That's fig tree and fig tree yeah. so when you got to Premier League uh, after starting so many years before that as an amateur team and then in that late 70s, you, you guys made some grand finals and, and won some. And then I think in 1980, you guys won the league and won the grand final, yeah. did the doubles. So you, Twice. You, yourself and, and, and you won a couple of Cass Cups in the late 70s yeah. as well. Um, you must have been very proud as, as a committee that from where you started, it, was, it must have been a fantastic feeling. True. 
yeah, very, very good feeling. And but a lot of hard work as well, like you said. Oh, a lot. You're talking, you're talking raffles, and and yeah. in that time you'd move from Dalton Park to Police Boys Club. Is that correct? Yeah. And and how did that move come about? That you needed a a place. I'm assuming Dalton Park. The reason the Illawarra the tunnel we got to have a cross ground, okay. so you can charge people. Yep. And the fence around the field. Yep. Dalton Park at the time was not allowed to put any fence was open. Yep. The cancer was condition till it was we planned a lot of visuals, but for Premier League that's the reason we moved there to the police boards. Uh, before we we about six years, six seven years the police boys. Yeah. So we prepared to entrance uh, to try the state league. Yeah. Everyone to Carmel. Carmel. And and that um and that I think that move was in eighty one. I yeah, think you did I, try in seventy nine, but the Sydney clubs rejected. Yeah. Do you yeah. think Do you think that they were um, a bit scared of of what you do, or they didn't want to travel, or what did you think? Probably it was? travel was involved, and the thing that the two clubs that are supposed to have very matter very much, Apia Leichhardt and Maconi, yeah. they never turned up in the general meeting, which I was a surprise. Because, uh, as most people know, the Arpia and Marconi yeah, clubs were, club. were Italian clubs yeah. as well. Yeah. So, if they were there, or was it a coincidence, do you think, that they didn't turn up at that meeting? Or? <laughs> very, hard to say. very hard to say why. <laughs> but I now get contacted, some funny excuse that there is, they couldn't be there, which I was surprised at that meeting. It was John Lester was represented the uh, South Coast. Uh, the rules at the time, yeah. it helped a lot. He's speaking on behalf of an air half, very middle. Because the wolves had just started. Um, yeah. Were, were sort of in the formation. They yeah. started in '81, but yeah. so you rejected in '79, kept playing, and won the double in '80, and then at the end of that '80 season, you then reapplied to go into state league, and then were allowed in the '81 season. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And so um, uh, playing out at Coromel, and and in this time, is it probably five or six years before that, migrated out of the Inter Milan colours and were predominantly white with red and green trim. Red with the Italian colour. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when you think back to uh, that that time when you had done everything that you could in the local league, in the Premier League, um, won the league, won grand finals, um, had a good supporter base and had a mix of very good players, um, were yourself and the committee um, extremely ecstatic that you'd then broken into state league? Oh yeah, we're very excited, very happy. You know, we thought it was a good moment to try, and we've got to try to get fourth. Let's <laughs> see how things was it. You know, because after the time, you know, I was required to have a lot more large committee. There was a lot of Australian on the board. So who were some of those people that on that committee, you know, once you were doing well in the Premier League and then went into State League, who were some of those people that uh, played a big part in that yeah. in that committee for the Ferry Meadow United Club? One was Mick Brailbank. Yep. They'd done a lot of working. And uh, And Walter was involved. Walter Chiskin and his wife. Yep. Uh, Your family. 
um, all my family always have been involved. Morgan Prosa, yes. he was another one. Yeah. And Mickey, I can't remember his second name, he's a Polish boy, he used to play for Wollong Olympic, when they all yeah. Wollong Olympic. Yeah. Friend of Morgan, okay. he's come along, he was in the committee too. I got some for after. So you had, yeah. a, had a strong committee? Yeah. And you needed to be because yeah. every second week you would, yeah. would travel so Sydney. to Sydney. So how did you yeah. guys, you started in the um, uh, second division yeah. um, back then and I think there was um, in the late 70s once um, the likes of um, Safeway and who'd merged with Baogani, Wollongong City, um, there was there was only yourselves in Wollongong, Macedonia that were that were really the Illawarra representatives in the state league. How did you guys find those first couple of years travelling and, and being in the competition? To be honest, it was a bit harder. Yep. Not just the travel, the game, the meeting, the required to go and sit in at the night time. Things was <laughs> sometimes I've been in Sydney, me and Walter Chisken, three times in one week. Wow. A play got suspended, you gotta go in Sydney. You gotta go uh, to the judiciary. Me these sort of things, you know. Uh, sometimes it was a bit harder, but after with the time. So uh, with more from, a committee, from a committee perspective, yeah. you guys I guess had to be there game day, but like you said, had other um, committee tasks such as judiciaries and, and other meetings that you'd yeah. have to go to Sydney for. Yeah, yeah. But with the time, you know, other committee the land that come with us, we've taken, usually we've taken one at a time with us to land things. If me or Walter Kunga always was someone available, they knew what to do. Yep. There, yeah. And, and in, this, um, in this time, you, you had, uh, and looking at some of the, the pictures um, that you've shown me so far and some of the pictures that I'd seen previously, you had a lot of players in your first grade team that had been with the club a long time. Yeah. Who do you um, recall? I think the name um, uh, Mickey White comes to mind, who'd played a lot of games. Yeah, Mickey White, Mickey Richardson. Yep. Richie Peel, Pieck. Yep. Uh, for many years, Ray Oven, he's played yep. for many, many years. Ray Cario, He's played for Fremantle for 13 years. So he must have amassed at least 250 to 300 games in that time. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. And uh, other players that played for a long time, Stephen Baker, he's played four or five years. And he was a striker, wasn't he? Striker, yeah. Stephen Baker. So really, Uh, you had, in that sort of latter part of the, the Premier League, those core of those... That playing group stayed with you in in state league, so yeah, that must have helped a little bit, and and they must have wanted to test themselves out at a high level as well yeah. because it's yeah. I guess you guys as a committee wanted to uh, were ambitious, but the players must have been as well. Yes, because some of the player I can't remember now the name. It's a couple of players that went play state league from Fremantle. Like Alex Bandalo, he's played for Apia, went to Apia. Another boy come from Makata, the association, a striker, he went play for Makoni. Yep. Uh, yeah, it, it was some it was a step stone for them, you know, from Ferry to go high. 
And I guess it was important as well that yourselves and Wollongong Macedonia were still in the State League because apart from Premier League, which was still a strong competition, you had that and then the Wolves, you needed someone in State League. Yeah. So players did have a, a pathway to, if they wanted the opportunity to yeah. play in State League. Yeah. yeah. When we um, talk about um, important seasons, um, for a long time you're in that second division. So he's won uh, uh, the State League second division in 1984. 1984. I think 1984. I can. It was there. Yeah. I think we played the last game against Wurungo United, a police boys, and uh, we win the game 3 2. I remember the player at the time was Joko Malanda, was playing, working, I think he was in goal. And. Uh, a player come from Bulai, Tony Chanox. Yep. He scored the winner goal in the last second, the two. So asked to get a promotion in state into, league. Into state league one, into state in division league one. one. Yeah. So that would have been a, a big party at the yeah, frat that very, night. Yeah, very big party. Yeah. Because, like you said, you guys wanted to test yourself in yeah. the in the higher league, and and that must have been a very a culmination of years and years of work that the men and women on the committee had put through, and then. Um, the players as well. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of hard work, but uh, the reward <laughs> was, you know, <laughs> we never wore after birth the war. We want to keep it going, keep it going, better we can go. So that next year, um, you guys, well, before we get to that first year in first division, so there must have been, like you said, some, there must have been a good local derby between uh, Wollongong. Uh, Macedonia and and Ferry Meadow United, uh, I guess last day of the season there must have been a a big crowd then. Oh yeah, police, because police local was game. Full, police boss was full there. <laughs> there would have been over three thousand people there. And Wollongong Olympics still play there today, and I think uh, Wollongong White Eagles did at the time. The dance, but it's yeah. it's yeah. a very intimate ground, isn't yeah. it? So yeah. uh, you must yeah. have been. Um, even though you're probably working hard on committee tasks at a home game, it must have been a, a great atmosphere when when people were uh, packing in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, police boys was very good people, which uh, actually was one stage after that, the year after, probably I jumped it when we moved to Cormo. We have uh, 4,000 people more than one game when we play Auburn, yep. Wollongo Unite. It was not a club. Uh, uh, Canterbury. Yep. It was a Greek that time. We have less uh, my the people at the gate. They said they passed three thousand people. Wow. They at Cornwall Memorial Park. So we're talking with those bigger clubs that yeah. you played when you um, made the first division. There was some. We're talking thousands of people. Yeah. Turning up to watch the game. Yeah. And. That first that season in um, first division was it a tough year when you's had gone up? Yeah, yeah. Because we don't know we know by name. See, we've been a bit lucky because for the last two years before that, the table was a ample cup, yep. right? And uh, they we are special guests. The Ferry Meadow, they entered to the ample cup. It's a special thing, and we are allowed to get three. Play for another club, probably Lavara Club, you know. Okay. So I, uh, this 
game was played Marconi Greon. Uh, yeah. We play against uh, a lot of team. We get to now what we go in food. So it was not that bad day after. You know, yeah. we know Polonia was very strong. Ugol was very strong, strong. team. And uh, Melita yeah. was not a very strong team. So... We have a bit of experience. We knew what we needed. So you knew what you were coming up yeah, against. And, yeah, yeah. and in 85, you went to um, the State League Division 1. And like you said, you'd played the Ample Cup, a statewide competition. Um, so you knew what you were coming in against. Um, what do you remember of, of, um, of that first year? It was hard, but you didn't get relegated, did you? No. Uh, I think we finished top four. Uh, yeah, we finished first year, finished second year, we went through the Grafano, we lost against Melita at uh, the year after McConnell Ground. So that um, that year of 85 where I think you were, like you said, top four, I think you were second. Second. And, and you missed out in the grand final. Yeah. Um, Although you were second and and missed out, and I think John Fleming was the coach, yeah. the coach then, yeah, yeah, who, yeah, who'd, yeah. who'd finished playing with the Wolves and yeah. and and come across to Ferry Meadow, so you know you had some some very uh, well. John's a very good coach, strong committee, so you must have been very proud as a committee and and even yourself to oh, get yeah. second, yeah, and then um, make the grand final as well, yeah. yeah. It was very good. It was a good feeling. The, I guess the other point there in 1985 um, was that you were only a couple of points away from the NSL, weren't you? Yeah. So I know it's uh, probably um, it's hard to say what if, but was the, was the Ferry Meadow United Clubs Committee... Would they have contemplated going into NSL? No, no. It was impossible for us we because didn't have the money. Because you were, I guess, the committee that you had, and from what you've told me previously, and what I've read through, you guys were an extremely hard-working committee. Yeah, but yeah. didn't have the the resources that some of these other state league clubs yeah. um, had. And so you were, I guess, punching above your weight. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, it's especially we realise the at this, after we go around for one month or more looking for sponsors before we get the decision, we go here because two two competitions to go, we are in front. Yep. And the Canterbury was come second, and uh, the only security financial we have ten thousand dollars from fraternity club. Italia Ceramic, another time I think it was about five thousand dollars. So we couldn't, we put all that, all the raffle we can do there. And the raffle, and the raffle you're doing yeah. at home games, is home that right? Home game, fraternity club Captain every Pratt. every Saturday, this or that. The most we can raise, around about one hundred thousand dollars, and that was not enough because we spent it in Premier League that much. If we cannot. Uh, just and uh, I guess, uh, like a lot of clubs, whether it be in Premier League or State League back then, I guess you had a base player payment, but you were playing bonuses if you won. So yeah. if you're winning a lot of games like you did that year, yeah. it still would have yeah. cost you close to $100,000 to yeah. be 
Second. Because when you have a idea, we increase, I think we started with $70 per win. Yep. And we increase five, $5 per every win that they have it. Yep. And uh, I think they went through about 90 games before the opening. <laughs> So most of the players in that sort of 85 season were on $70 yeah. a win and then $5 bonus well, per bonus win. Per win. Yeah. So that is, a, a, I guess, when you're timesing it by 15 players in a squad, yeah. um, it adds up, doesn't it? Yeah. We have a problem to finish it. <laughs> that commitment, <laughs> you know. We had to use all the fraternity money in advance, the annual ball, all the money, the annual ball to finish uh, some of the player, you probably have been very good with the club. So look, if you can know what about me. Yeah. A lot of players have done that. So in one sense, that 85 season was great that you were second, that yeah. you did really well and were one of the strongest clubs. But it also, like you said, put a lot of stress on the committee and, and sort of showed that compared to the other bigger Sydney clubs, it was... Uh, it was hard to compete against, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So those next few years afterwards, uh, did that sort of take the wind out of the committee and the club a little bit after that '85 season? After because a couple of years after that, you, um, I guess, were um, not as strong um, in '86, were you? But in '87, you then got back to second again. Yeah. No, we are not strong because uh, John Franny left us, even Coach Bulungo oh. City, okay. and he took it seven player oh. from Ferry Meadow. And he would have took, taken the likes of Jock yeah. Melando, Giraldi, Rob Giraldi. Uh, Warwick Young. Young, the keeper. Ray Chuby. Good defender, very yeah. good defender. Yeah, uh, uh, So you guys yeah. would have, I guess, understood... John wanting to coach at the higher level, but yeah. it was still a big. Yeah. It was still Philip Marbury, I think it was yeah. another one. So it was still yeah. hard though to lose yeah. a, a yeah. core of a team. Yeah, yeah. Only four or five prior left, uh, and we had started building again. And then uh, in um, eighty six, eighty seven, uh, who who coached the team then? Do you remember? After John Fleming. Yeah. By memory, I think it was Philip Carr. Okay. He left Field Tree. Okay. Not Fermel. Or Norm Flanagan. When it, no, Philip Carr it was before Norm May. So he's got back, he didn't have a great year in 86, and like you said, when you lose your coach and yeah. seven players, yeah. it's understandable. Yeah. And 87, you had another strong year, um, finishing second in Division One, and we're again losing, lost in the grand final. Yeah. So, um, when you look back at those days, do you think um, how proud um, you, you, do you feel proud of what you achieved in terms of, of course, starting course. the club yeah. amongst other friends and family in the Italian community in the early sixties to you know yeah. 20, 20, 24, 25 years yeah. later yeah. being in the second tier of football in Australia? And being one of the top teams and making grand finals, you, you must feel proud. Very proud. It's not just me. Everybody was Yeah, I'm the talking years. all the committee. Family, things, you know. 
he was not very good always he'd been with us Jack Woods yeah. uh, he was look after the ground the soccer ball things and uh, I remember him I think he stayed here for three days he won't go home yeah <laughs> after that <laughs> you want to stay with my father my mother drink eat Italian food drink wine things he won't go home <laughs> <laughs> So after, um, I think in the latter part of the 80s, um, you guys then changed your name again to Ferry Meadow Italia. Italia. Uh, what brought about that change from being... We try, see at that time it was an Italian, it was a hairline, they doing very well in Australia. Yep. We hoped to get some sponsor for Italia. Okay. Which, uh, the best we have it. They give it money. I just it uh, a little jump, which we never use it because it was the color was not that. Uh, and we play a game against their team, a little team. They send the team from Italy to come here play. We play yeah. in Dorton Park. That's the best. But money way, he says, if you give it money to us, at the time I said like we gotta look after Maconi. Up here was another tele, North Sydney was another yeah. club. We got to share money, so we s- they already approaching us. And we said now we got to send out to you, and uh, at, they have a million. I said we keeping going with this Italian, it, very many Italian. We see what happened in the future, which was nothing. Couldn't get uh, not the money we needed for Premier League. Yeah. We could have get a few thousand dollars here, there, but uh, but not enough. No. Nah. So when did um, Ferry Meadow United, Ferry Meadow Italia, when did you guys finish finish up in the State League? What, when did you just finish playing in the State League? I think it was 70. No, 80, 84, 85, I think. I can't remember the date. I can't Nine, remember. 94, 95? 94, I think, yeah. Uh, so around those mid nineties, yeah, yeah, and 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 what was was the reason? What were the reasons behind sort of coming out of state league? Well, the reason was apart from I have enough, yeah, fine, and I lost a few comedians the year before, like Walter Chisco and his wife Julie, Morgan Prosa, uh, Michael Burbank, They have enough. And uh, the new the new board that was working different different but what we have Glenn Fontana was a point coaching at the time, and he was trying to get probably more professionals should be like a pie for everything. Yep. The last two years and the club is finished. The two years. So that mid nineties, around ninety four, yeah, ninety five, you yeah. and. You finished out the season and then just didn't re-enter, didn't apply for state league the the following year. No, they just uh, I believe I never went to the couple of years of the on the middle because I was resigned. I, I, I have enough. Yep. We couldn't uh, we couldn't go where I was thinking about to go. You know, yep. to plan the high division as possible. We knew with the Wollongong City was very hard. Wollongong United to. The area, it can for three teams. Yep. They all go in the same way, go high, high you can. 
Yeah. And that's very sad. It is enough, it's enough, you know. And it will be other commitment that there is on and the new board uh, just couldn't manage. Uh, so you weren't part of those last couple of years no, with the club? No. And so when you did resign, was that, um, I guess, you know, a bit, a bit disappointing? Very disappointing. When you look back on it now, do you... When I listen to you and and the material that you've given me, when I read through it, um, although it might be disappointing overall, I, I just think it's a, a a remarkable story and a remarkable effort by a lot of people. You must feel um, a deep sense of pride about what you achieve. The the tens to twenty, thirty, forty people that are involved over the committee over the years that you guys achieved. You must feel proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think a lot before, you know, I would say, we worked, I think, if we would have stayed probably for a medal, we would have, uh, at least because my idea was when finishing stately, we couldn't afford any more stately, yep. to play in Ilavara again. Yep. And I said, if we would have stayed there, me and Walter would have bring the team in Premier League, in, in Ilavar again, I'm not sure in what division they will put on us, yes. you know, but it would have taken longer to go on top of the division, two, three years we would have been there. And uh, the, the other committee, the new committee was just uh, enough, you know, no, it was no interest to enter in Premier League. They wanted to, to either Ilavar be in State League or finish, nothing. Finish, yeah. So, um, yeah... It's um it's a shame that it um ended that way because it's a like I said I think it's a fantastic story and um you know I'm very uh very honoured to be talking to you today um it, it's it's a great story so you had a couple of years off in terms of um Ferry Meadow but then yeah. you uh, then were yeah. re-energised or the the yeah. passion was still there you joined up with Wollongong yeah. Olympic is that right Paul the time I was the secretary of uh, Wollongong Olympic. He w- he'd been on the board for the medal committee for four or five years before yep. he went to Wollongong Olympic. And uh, he's coming to me and said, Look, Frank, we want to enjoy us because we want to go. I had this. We need a, we need a coach, recommend some coach. So the only coach I can recommend at the moment. He said, I'm pretty sure you will do what Peter Willis. Yep. Your point, if Peter needs to caution, I will be there with him. Yep. And uh, we guarantee you in two years, three years, we win the competition under Peter. So if Peter does one, the other coach, that will be Philip Carr or John Fleming. Yep. Depend on how much you, the player you can afford, you know. Probably Philip Carr would be one prize, with John Flynn would be another prize, with Peter would be another prize, depending yep. on how much the club we can afford. We're talking with Peter, and Peter, Peter agreed, we committed, and we started from there. So, what was your official position when you uh, joined up with Wollongong Olympic? Club manager. Club manager. Yeah. And so, as club manager, apart from the no- normal club manager duties, um, did you help the the coach and the committee recruit players as well? Yeah, yeah. Me and Peter, we go get the player and uh, we look after the the player money. I go to keep all the record. Yep. The player. I was very much involved with the with the team and uh, with the club. Every Peter working with Peter. And did you find it 
going to Olympic that because you only had the club manager position that there was a lot less work to do and then you're more involved it was it or or was there a lot of work as club was manager? A, yeah. At the time it was better working for Bruno Olympic too. Yeah. yeah. And and it was a successful period with with Peter yeah. Willis yeah. at the helm. Um, yeah. I think a, a league championship um, yeah. and maybe uh, some grand final appearances. Yeah, against Grinjila. Yep. Black Green. Yep. Was the, the second. The whistle blown and uh, some of the Grinjila players got the goal and they win. <laughs> and I think uh, Eric Thompson was coaching Grinjila yeah, at the time, yeah. and they, I guess, the two strong clubs. Were and uh, Olympic and Kringjima. I experimented with for many, many years. John Crench. Yeah. He was in goal. He gave me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had played uh, youth grade, um, started off as a very young man yeah, at yeah, the club. Yeah. I think it was about 15. Yeah. It was triple I come from Borgoni Junior, John Chisken, a Daryl Streaker, some Daron, some Daron, the Streaker, I think. Yeah. The play, well, Johnny went, he was the only one at the triple from the youth team to first grade. And for first grade, for Meda, he played for Croatia instantly. And um, how many years did you roughly have at Wollongong Olympic there? It was 11 years. And so you would have then been after, I think, after Peter Willis... John Fleming was then involved again? Yeah, yeah, me and John, we get together again for another two years. The Wurung Olympic, I was working with John Frew. Yeah. It was a very good coach. So very really the, yeah. the who's who of yeah. coaches in the Illawarra. Yeah. So when you, after you finished with the Wollongong Olympic, um, you just became a, a football supporter? Yeah, I decided enough is enough to enjoy some friends which I yep. never uh, committed. The following Taravana, yep. after another friend thing. So I decided to enjoy them and go watch the game yeah. and drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely deserve that. Yeah. When you look back now, do you. I guess it was enjoyable at the time, and you definitely have a deep. I get a sense from uh, sitting here across from you that you've got a deep passion for the game and, and a love for it in the Illawarra. Is there a period there where you look back with uh, maybe all of it you look back on and think, wow, um, that was great. But is there a particular year or set of games or something that you always look back on and go, wow, that was a great moment or great set of times? For me, the great moment we saw with Fermeda was when we beat Rungo United, the police boys. That 3 2 victory. 3 3 with Tony Chanox scored the goals. Yep. Yeah, that was my, my pride, you know. And uh was another good moment, happy moment for me. It was with Bulung Olympic when uh, we spent three years, we win the, we, we managed in two years. Yep. And, uh, oh, if one is going to, I would tell it because I've been involved with other club in Premier in Ilawara, with Bergoni one year. Yep. Uh, well, Jock Molando was coaching. Yeah, that was a, a good Vince period Rashilla, for the Vince Rashilla was treasured, married. When, um, is there a, if you look back through um, some of the coaches that you had, um, who were some of your favourite coaches and, and why were they 
why why are they um, at the top of your list? Well, for me, the best coach of him, it was at uh, Utini. Yep. Was a father best coaching. He probably one of the best player. He played for Fremedo, even for the age of 40, yep. 44. Well, you, you played in the Federation days yeah. as well, or came out yeah, yeah, yeah. from England. See, I, with him, I had to put it on the high list. Is, uh, and, and what made Hugh Ma- a, 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 what made We'll get back to Michael. Yeah. What made Hugh a good coach, in your opinion? Hugh was very friendly, a respecting of everybody. The comedian and the player. Uh, nothing was worrying him. You know, for the price of pride, and uh, um, not just uh, to be in four years coaching Ferry Meadow, and uh, I was full bad. We never appointed him the first year in, in Stately, we never appointed him. It probably was no, he never tried very hard. He probably was no, he'd done it before, he's got like Bargoni, the Stately life, it probably was no very. No, very keen. So he just had a, a, a way about um, a, a great personality in terms of he had a great soccer brain, but yeah, but he had a great way of working with the committee yeah. and the players, yeah. which yeah, made every, very, everyone very, work well together. Very, very, yeah, he was very good in every everything he'd done at the Ferry Meadow. Like, uh, it was my mother's birthday, yep. he sent a friend, you know. Uh, my father, uh, people there in the community, the Inu, he done it with other, not many other coaches, I think, from, you know, he was... He a, just developed he, a relationship. Yeah, he was a family f- friend. He became yep. not just a coach. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> what would be, It makes a know. difference, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything touch. And Michael, and Michael Johnson, you, you spoke of him? Yeah, very good coaching. Shine, you know, his finish was sick. It was the end, you know, a lot. But Tafar. And what made him a good coach? Uh, the experience he had overseas, yep. where he's play, and uh, was available to get the best of the player, which a lot of the coaches they will not, uh, they will give up on them. So like, really like, like de- developing, yeah, getting yeah, the best yeah. out of players that might not have been in other coaches' eyes yeah. that See, good. Like Robbie Giraldi, he was thinking we'll go United or have it. Stephen Baker, the coaching was before, they were very better. He was pulling, you know, every Michael, he get becoming the top player again. So even at a, um, I guess, uh, being dealing with adult men um, a lot of the time you manage but you're saying with Michael Johnson that um, he still had the capacity to develop a player yeah yeah. another player is improving him a lot it was at uh, Warren Baker yep. I think he played two three years under Michael Johnson who's come from Bulai and uh, Warren he's improved a lot under Michael Johnson a lot of players improve a lot well, I know I've spoken um, before um, with uh, Dean Gardner and Dean had some time with him at uh, Wollongong Macedonia yeah. and spoke highly of him so yeah. um, Graham Gardner he was coaching by Michael Johnson a few years yeah. Graham Gardner was a leading goal scorer I think two years in the road in Ilavare was a leading goal scorer Graham Gardner yeah. and what about um, 
What about players? You've you've got probably thirty years of involvement with Ferry Meadow and um, and Wollongong Olympic, and I guess it's hard to com- compare eras. But is there three or four players that um, when you used to watch him, you'd just enjoy watching them? Yeah, yeah, it was some of the pride. Like I was enjoying to watch Mickey Richardson play. Yeah. And and tell our listeners. Uh, what position uh, uh, Richardson played in and, and what sort of player he central, was? Central midfield. Yep. He was a very good player. And another player, I was like him very much, Philip Marbury. Yep. Tony Chanox. Yep. He was a player never stopping for 90 minutes. And uh, okay. Alan Devaney. Yep. He was come from Melbourne. Oh, he's a young boy. He's played for Fremantle. He's finished. He was picked to play for Australia. Yeah, no, team. he was in yeah. that sort of early eighties. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, and yeah. He was very, very good player. It was a pleasure watching him play. Yeah. Uh, the Wollongong Olympic probably was at. Uh, uh, Antonio George Antonio. He's coaching yep. at the moment. Yeah. Watching him play. He was a midfielder, wasn't he? Yeah. Attacking. Yeah, the left side of the midfield. Watching him play. Actually, when me and Peter, we went there. George was in the youth team. He was the new regular youth team player. Yeah. And uh, after we have a one training session, Peter said, well, uh, take to first grade and never looking back. Wow. Another one, uh, that player, another good player was at... Uh, Richard Lloyd, yep. he's come and have a game with us, very uh, bad. Because he he was he was um, I think he come uh, come from, from a country Kata. town, yeah. And then uh, played his yeah. first. He was a, he was a young young boy when yeah, he came yeah. with you guys, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, fifteen. He's come at, uh, fifteen or sixteen to start in here in Bulungo, and uh, we organized a friendly game for him against Croatia, the Croatian game. Or Trick Gray, and uh, the first time we saw him play on the U team, we took an air play. He never always played first, first grade uh, from the U team straight to first grade. He was a very good player, he done a very good job with us. Very mad, and whatever he's played, Volunga City, all the club he's played. Yeah, excellent. And when you uh, reflect now, um even though it was a lot of work and there was probably a lot of sacrifices, um, there would have been a good interaction with with your committee and and I've been in a, on a committee a long time and although it's hard work, you, you get a lot of uh, enjoyment out of being part of a club. Do you look back on it and apart from the hard work, which we probably don't miss, you still enjoy being around others and in the soccer community? Yeah, yeah. Uh... We get touched with a lot of the committee men, the ex-committee men have been long, and we uh, remain friends with most of them, we see, usually with some of them we go have a drink every year before Christmas, you know, yeah. with a lot of them, yeah, it's a bit of A lot of friendships that, developed? Yeah, yeah. Some... Uh, with the, like Richie Pierre, you know, 
yeah. is coming from Gorbun to have a drink with us. It's a really, yeah, it's a really nice Gorbun. thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. That after all those years that yeah. you can still get together and yeah. reminisce and just, just yeah, be together. It's the feeling, you know, like uh, Stephen Biker, when we see, we've got to have a drink, you know, make reach and things. Another with Gerald, we cross vicinity every week, you know, yep. or the Gerald family. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, with Fred Apolloni, another one, he's been treasured at the club, he thinks, and now we got Taravana Balgoni. When, we, yep. when I can't, Freddy regular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Sometimes I miss her, to be honest, at that time. <laughs> yep. And, and, and finally, in terms of um, your family, you know, um, you talked about your mum and dad and, um, and others in your family that were involved. It, it must have been a, a good way of interacting with family members and, yeah. and being around each other and... and um, the community involvement that you've had as a family. You must be proud of that. Yeah, because yeah, at one stage I have a, uh, I was president. Yep. Uh, my brother was secretary. Another brother, young brother, vice president. His wife was a treasurer. My sister was a sister treasurer. Another sister looked after the canteen, so the canteen manager. <laughs> things at the time in the call, whatever it was, you know, this sort of things. Hey, you know, a lot of family. Another good family get they working a lot with the the Kanjaro family. Yeah. Yeah, the same with the Kanjaro family. Which and his son applied for Freeman for a very long time, you know. There was in the team when we play Fig Tree and the grandfather and he was play there. Yeah, yeah it's, it was stay very close with the still close family, you know, and be friends. It's a it's a wonderful story, and and do you ever think that from those early beginnings in the nineteen sixties as an amateur team playing in the Inter Milan strip, which um, when you showed me a colour picture last week it was uh, exciting to see it in colour when I'd only seen black and white. Could you envisage the impact that 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 club? would have had um, in a soccer sense and in a community sense no no way the last probably four or five years I never would have think that we reached that you know but after with the time we started believing a bit more yep. things and uh, it was a pleasure you know which uh, even if it was a president club manager team manager whatever <laughs> it was my colour I wanted to be black and white I'm you went to support. <laughs> but we started with <laughs> to finish so now. It's not fair. We've got to stick with that. And when we finish with that, we say, what uh, you went, color, Italian color. White, red, the green. <laughs> That's it. We keep on going like that. Well, it's, it's been a pleasure um, and, and a delight and I'm um, very uh, honoured to... Uh, 
be here interviewing you, Frank, and, and very you. thanks very much. I very appreciate. Uh, very respectful of uh, you allowing me into your home, and 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 thanks for the interview, Frank. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Thanks again to Frank, who was kind enough to allow me in his home, and I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Episode 9 will be along shortly. I'm your host, Travis. Bye for now. (laughs) 